This is Retirement Paradise with Greg Gunther from the Retirement Optimization Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Greg provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Greg Gunther to help you retire in paradise. Aloha and welcome back to Retirement Paradise. This is Greg Gunther from the Retirement Optimization Group. If you'd like more information about what you hear during the show, feel free to give us a call at 791-2924. You can also visit us online at therogroup.org. And while at the website, click on our radio link, and there you can subscribe to our show on either iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify, or listen to past shows on demand. Before we get into today's topic, I'd like to welcome my co-host, my friend, Tony Shore. Tony, how are you doing today? Oh, Greg, I am doing great now that I'm on the show with you. Everything's fine. Kind of a crazy, tough week this week. Uh, A lot going on. Just running around like crazy, like a chicken with my head cut off, but looking forward to the show because I get to settle in and learn something from you. You do all the heavy lifting on the show. This is easy peasy for me. Yeah, well, we got a good show uh, this week. Um, I I told you uh, before we aired, we're going on vacation next week, so we won't have a show. Um, but so we're, we're going to do a little double topic, um, today. So this is one that's been, um, well, two of them actually, they, they both been in the news lately. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about, um, how to avoid phone scams and what are tariffs. Wow. Well, I'm looking forward to that one because you're right. Very current. There are so many phone scams going on now, and it seems like a lot of them are targeted and they target older people, senior uh, living centers and, and uh, things like that and seniors. And then, uh, wow, tariffs. Uh, everybody's confused about what all that means. So uh, I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah, good luck. Put, put some work into this one. So uh, I guess we'll just uh, jump right in since they you mentioned they have both been in the news lately. And I kind of wanted to touch on how specifically these phone scams can impact our listeners. You know, phone scams and and tariffs don't have much in common necessarily, but they both have the potential to create chaos in your finances. Oh, yeah. So with that in mind, um, let's dive into that first uh, examination of common phone scams. So my reference this week is from a Reader's Digest article, and this one is titled, Watch Out, These 10 Phone Call Scams Could Steal Your Money. So our goal is to give you information that can help you avoid falling for these types of scams, of course. So... Phone scams are, are are really an interesting problem. Now, this was I found this kind of disturbing, Tony. According to a September 2018 press release um, from FirstOrion.com, and this is a company that's designated to provide uh, transparency and communication, nearly 50% of all U.S. mobile traffic will be scam calls uh, by the end of this year, 2019. So <laughs> arm yourself with this knowledge about these types of phone caps, and it's going to be useful if you get one of these calls. Wow. Yeah, I mean that's terrible. Fifty percent of all mobile calls uh, this year will be scams. That's awful. Yeah, it's really uh, kind of disgusting. And I don't know about you, but my phone rings all the time with these strange numbers that just pop up. And yep, it's, mine it's does hard. as well. And and it's really come come on in the last year or so, gotten worse and worse. 
Yeah, and it's according to the article it's supposed to even continue to get worse. So, you know, not only are there a lot of scam phone calls, but there's also many different types of phone scams. The first one that's mentioned in this article is um, the can you hear me scam. <laughs> now, this con is designed to record your voice when you answer yes. So this recording can often be used to claim that you agreed to something that you didn't. Uh, one way to avoid this, according to the article, is to answer in a full sentence. So Reader's Digest suggests saying something like, I can hear you just fine, or yes, or no, not, not yes, sorry, but I can hear you. So answering in full sentences. Is wow. I mean, and, and that just seems so innocent. I mean, we all remember the classic commercials, can you hear me now? Uh, I guess uh, it would be easy for people to get confused and give the scammers exactly what they want in response. I may have even done that one. Yeah, exactly. And that, that is a very memorable commercial. I mean, people say that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, answer in full sentences. Um, this next scam is especially prevalent during uh, tax season. So the caller will pretend to be a, a IRS agent threatening legal action if you don't pay a balance immediately. And they may even ask you to confirm your personal information. Now this is a scam. The, the IRS only uses official letterhead for communications. As a matter of policy, they won't call you. So even if you feel the call might be legit, you know, if you do owe a little bit money in taxes or you might be behind in a payment, hang up, call the IRS directly. If you do have an issue, the official phone number should connect you with the appropriate department. Yeah. So to repeat that one, and I've heard about this, uh, the IRS will never call you. They will send a letter instead. And your best bet is to hang up on anyone claiming to be with the IRS or dealing with an IRS issue hang up and just call the IRS or contact them directly online. Absolutely. Perfect. Yes. Um, but while the IRS won't call you, your bank might. So how do you know if these calls are legit? Uh, perhaps your bank is calling you to verify recent transactions on your card. And I've gotten those calls myself too. Um, legit ones. And you can safely answer yes or no to these questions, but don't provide any additional information. If they ask for further details, like your social security number, your account number, hang up, grab your bank card, flip it over, call that 1-800 number, and they can verify whether or not it's legit. That's right. All credit cards usually have that 800 number or service number on the back that you can call. And I'm sure when someone seems to know information about you, it makes sense to seem like it might be more legitimate, right? Yeah, and that's exactly um, what the scam artists are counting on. Um, and another tactic involves curiosity. Curiosity is hard to resist, and and that the one ring scam is what it's called, and it, it plays into that. So your phone will ring, but just once, and the scammers want you to call back out of curiosity so that you can confirm basically with them that your number is working. So they may answer or they actually might call you back later and then flip the script on you by asking why you called them. And then in your confusion, uh, they try to get important personal information from you. Wow. Now that's a dirty trick. Uh, confuse and overwhelm. That's not good. <laughs> yeah. And technology already, you know, can be frustrating and confusing and scammers use those emotions to con you out of your data. Uh, in the next scam listed, you could receive a call from someone claiming to be from a major technology company like Apple, uh, Microsoft or Facebook or even your local internet provider. And they may ask you if you've had computer or phone problems recently. And they may offer you um, a fix to your problem by having you download a certain app. 
And this malware will, will slow your computer or phone down and potentially steals your sensitive information right from your own computer or, or smartphone. So if you are having problems that require tech support, hang up and call the company directly. Yeah, in fact, I have a great example of this, Greg, if you don't mind me giving it here. My mother-in-law had this happen to her. Um, and what they did is it was very similar to what you just said. It basically was Microsoft. But what she had done is she's not great with the computer. So she's on her AOL email or what, or Facebook, whatever, online, and something popped up and she clicked on it probably. Okay. So then they get her information and what she clicked on uh, was malware and it installed itself. And so her computer started running horribly slow. And I came over and uh, looked at it and said, well, you've got malware on here. But then they called her and said, hey, we, we, this is Microsoft. We know your computer's been running slow. Uh, there's a glitch with the Microsoft operating system. And if you just give us some information, uh, it's a quick fix. It costs this much. And we'll have our techs on this end fix that for you so your computer runs better. And, so, and we'll send you a link. So we need your email. We need your maiden name. So they ask her all these questions and then get her information. And then they access her credit card accounts and things like that. And that happened to her. Wow. It's so convincing. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that when, when they know that and they plant those little viruses in there. I mean, yep. it's. Yeah. So they can use that to confuse and steal information and to influence a vulnerable person who doesn't understand on the other end of the line. Yeah. Really, really bad. I mean, it gets really dirty. Um, and, and actually one of the most disturbing and nefarious phone scams out there, this one's hard to swallow, involves a call claiming to have a loved one held against their will. And it could be your child or your grandchild. And the scammers even play on your emotions with dramatic acts like somebody screaming in pain in the background and pleading for help. And, you know, in this type of situation, it's easy to get your emotions lost and get carried away. So try to contact the loved one another way, you know, or you can gather as much information from the caller as possible. If they're willing to stay on the phone and help you confirm a monetary transaction, it's quite possible that they're a scammer and not an actual kidnapper because kidnappers rarely stay on the phone for long. So if they're willing to hold while you get your wallet, oh, no, hold on a second. Let me find them. Yeah, that should be a red flag. Yeah. Yeah. But that one seems especially horrible. I haven't heard about that one, but that that would be terrifying to get such a call. Yeah, absolutely. And. You know, we're, we're bringing these, these things up and talking about them to help our listeners, you know, avoid these types of scams. So even though it's somewhat uncomfortable, it helps to be prepared if it does happen in the future. Yeah, definitely. Well, you know what? Uh, we should probably let the listeners know how they can get a hold of you uh, if they want to meet with you to get a financial plan in order and make sure that money is taken care of and they don't lose it in other ways. So how can our listeners out there get a hold of you, Greg? You can reach me, uh, Greg Gunther, at the Retirement Optimization Group at 791-2924. Uh, we take our, our responsibilities to our clients very seriously. Our generational vault that we've mentioned on the show is encrypted. The servers are updated monthly. Um, I po constantly put out newsletters um, to clients to keep them up to date on the, these sort of things to keep information secure. So, yeah, if you'd like some more information or have any comments or questions on today's show, 791-2924. All right. And, and this is a great topic. We're talking about some common phone scams. Uh, you mentioned a lot of these were in a Reader's Digest article. Watch out. Uh, these phone scams could steal your money. 
And I know your goal is to give our listeners information that will help them from falling for these types of scams. You've already alerted me to a couple I wasn't aware of, and we've covered quite a few already, uh, but we have a few left to cover. Um, we want uh, to review some of the information we went over earlier. You, you can download this episode if you want to go back and listen and hear about these uh, in order again to refresh. Uh, you can do that from the website. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, follow us on Facebook. If you're not, um, fire the, uh, follow the Retirement Optimization Group on Facebook. And you can even share these shows with friends. Um, so thanks for bringing that point up, Tony. That's a good point. Um, and those previous episodes are very valuable. Um, there's a lot of good resources um, in those. So earlier in our first segment, we mentioned the several phone scams that can be, um, that seem very legitimate and some that are downright dirty. Um, another type of scam in this Reader's Digest uh, article is the uh, jury eligibility scam. So you may receive a call that, that claims that you're up for jury duty and the scammer will then ask you to confirm some personal information. Now, what they're trying to do is steal your sensitive information. And as we mentioned earlier, the best way to combat this is to attempt, uh, hang up, call the number associated with the official department. So if it's a courthouse, um, you know, the state court, federal court, whatever it happens to be, call that number directly. Don't ask the caller for their number. If they're legit, you should be able to contact them through the official number. Well, this sounds like the IRS and bank scams we mentioned in the first segment, right? Yeah, exactly. Very similar. Um, the, the attempt is the same, you know, is to put up a smoke screen, you know, disguise the scammer uses, whatever it might be, IRS, banks, jury duty, uh, even a sweepstakes giveaway. You know, I've heard people um, falling oh, for that yeah. a couple of years ago. Um, so it, it's, they're all basically the same. Incoming calls asking for personal information, especially social security numbers or bank account information. So anytime people are asking for this, hang up, you know, and just should be treated with caution. Right. And good advice. Uh, now, a healthy dose of uh, skepticism, obviously, is a valuable weapon against these phone scams, isn't it? Yeah, very, very good point, Tony. And that brings us to the final phone scam that I wanted to discuss today. Um, so as I mentioned earlier, scam artists, they like to prey on confusion. So they'll try scare tactics and they will at times, you know, take advantage of your charitable nature as well. Um, scammers can impersonate charities, political parties, lobbyists, nonprofit organizations, and even alumni associations. And they'll use your charitable nature against you and ask for donations over the phone. And while you may regularly donate to, to these places or may even want to, it's appropriate to ask them to mail you more information or just hang up and call the, the correct number back, like we said in the previous example. Um, it might seem hard for some people, especially when you're on talking about charity it's not easy to be rude, but it's better to feel a little rude than to put your financial data and accounts at risk. Right. Obviously it, it is. And that's great advice. And uh, it sounds like a really important thing to maybe check up on charitable organizations. Are there ways to check into that? Yeah, good question. Um, there are some resources to help you learn more about particular charitable organizations. So one third party references uh, charitynavigator.org, which actually rates the organization on factors like how much of each donation goes to the cause versus administrative costs. And Charity Navigator's rating system examines two broad areas of a charity's performance, their financial health and their accountability and transparency. 
So their ratings actually can help donors make informed decisions about where to send your money. And since 2001, they've rated over 9,000 charities. Wow. Wow. That's, that sounds like a useful resource that could help us research any potential charity out there that might contact us. Um, so our listeners out there can make sure to avoid these scam artists. Now, do you have any uh, anything else you want to add about this topic? Um, just, you know, if you want to give us a call, our, our number is 791-2924. You can also visit us online at therogroup.org if you have any questions on anything that, that we discussed. Um, so we're, next, what we're going to do, we're talking about these scams and how to avoid them and the red flags to avoid. And that's, that's kind of all I got in that segment. But for this next segment, we wanted to talk about something kind of unrelated, but something that's been in the news lately a lot, and that is uh, tariffs. So how they impact your wallet and, and what they focus on. So this one, um, I have a reference from magnifymoney.com, and this is an article from August last year, 2018. Uh, this one was titled, What are tariffs anyway? So let's start by answering that question and define exactly what tariffs are. Um, the tariffs are taxes that the federal government slaps on products that are imported to the U.S. And tariffs are often a percentage of the value of the product that's being imported. Okay. So we've certainly heard this word a lot lately, obviously, in, in the past year when it comes to these trade wars across the globe and potential trade wars. Help, help me and our listeners understand how those different percentages we hear in the news work. How does all this work? Because, you know, they talk about it a lot, but it can be confusing. Right. So, okay. Let's say um, there's a tariff on a microwave. Let's say it's 25%. A foreign company would price that microwave normally at $100. So due to the tariff, American company buying that microwave would have to pay an additional $25. So this would bring the total cost of the microwave to $125. The importer often passes the increased expense onto the consumer who purchases the microwave. So the extra $25 doesn't go to the foreign company selling the microwave. The tariff proceeds actually go straight to the U.S. Department of the Treasury. Ah, so the tariff percentage can potentially impact the cost of goods being taxed. Uh, are tariffs a new concept? I, I've, I've heard that term before. They've been around a while, right? Right. Yeah, they're definitely not a new concept. And according to the a Smithsonian.com article, and this one titled A History of America's Ever-Shifting Stance on Tariffs, they're definitely not a new concept. They go all the way back to the 1760s. Um, Great Britain charged heavy import duties that increased prices on many desirable goods like glass, uh, lead, paper, and of course, yes, even tea. And I think you can see where I'm going with this one. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Obviously, England uh, taxed us on tea, and then we had the Boston Tea Party. Um, I feel like uh, we're talking about that party in Massachusetts Bay, Massachusetts <laughs> Bay, aren't we? <laughs> yep, exactly. The famous Boston Tea Party, uh, and that was partly in response to these new higher prices. Uh, after the American Revolution, tariffs were actually a major source of revenue for the new American government. Um, a lot of people probably don't realize that there wasn't federal income tax until 1913. Uh, so a lot of our revenue came from tariffs. And tariffs also had a hand um, in the Great Depression. In fact, many um, economists believe that Herbert Hoover's protectionist move, which was the Smoot-Hawley Act uh, in June 1930, did more uh, harm than good. 
It was actually supposed to help the country recover from the crash, the great, the great crash in 1929, but it actually made things even worse uh, internationally. And then production booms during World War II and the Cold War led the country to enact fewer tariffs and to focus on aligning with uh, the free trade philosophy. And this philosophy eventually led to the establishment of the World Trade Organization uh, in 1995. Yeah, but tariffs have been around for a long time, sure, but why does it feel like they're new? I mean, why does it feel like we're just hearing about them again after a long time? Well, since the 2016 election, they've they've been making a comeback. I mean, they've been used as a a foreign policy tool as much as they've been used as an economic tool. Um, Tariffs as high as 25% have been levied against imports from from China, Um, even Canada, the European Union, South Korea, Brazil, Argentina, and more. Um, this can also affect exports uh, from the U.S. Um, so countries often react to new tariffs by imposing their own tariffs coming from the United States. Right. And that and that's a big deal. So that's why it's been in the news so much in the past couple of years, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's these trade wars, you know, that we're hearing so much about. Um, now that we kind of have a basic understanding of what tariffs are and what the history of them are, Uh, Let's look at how they can affect consumers. Um, So according to the magnifymoney.com article that we mentioned earlier, consumers generally end up paying half to two thirds of the tariff costs. The rest of the tariffs is is absorbed by foreign exporters or the U.S. company importing the product. With higher end specialized products, the, the entire cost is sometimes passed on to consumers. So another factor with highly specialized products is that a company might have no choice but to pay a tariff because they can't find the product anywhere else. So they then pass the extra expense on to the consumers with lower end products, though, like like say T-shirts, for example. Um, There's a lot of competition from other countries, so foreign companies will often lower their costs to offset the tariffs. So that means lower end, lower lower quality goods. Um, Consumers usually don't experience that additional tariff cost. Um, but, you know, they have been a long part of the American economy. As we mentioned, you know, they, there wasn't federal tax till 1913. But it, it seems like the era of few tariffs and robust free trading is, is kind of run its course and maybe coming to an end and maybe things might be shifting a little bit. So tariffs will likely continue to dominate the news um, as the governments increasingly use them as not only economic tools, but foreign policy tools as well. Um, so I hope our conversation today has given you and our, you know, our listeners a lot more clarity on the mechanics uh, of tariffs since we've been hearing so much about them lately. Well, yeah, Greg, I really appreciate you going over tariffs and, and what they are and how they work for us because I know there's a lot of confusion. I don't think a lot of people uh, understood how that worked, but uh, you really helped clear that up and there's a lot to it, I know. But unfortunately, we're out of time for today's show. Is there anything else you want to add before we go? Well, if our listeners would like um, to get a hold of me, ask any questions, or have a no-cost, no-obligation consultation, give us a call at 791-2924, or you can visit us online at therogroup.org. And one more thing, Tony, before I go, I'm going to Disneyland. (laughs) I'm going to Disneyland. All right. Well, have fun in Disneyland, and we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. That does it for today's episode of Retirement Paradise with our host, Greg Gunther. Thank you for listening to Retirement Paradise. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Greg Gunther at the Retirement Optimization Group. 
Call 808-791-2924 or visit their website at therogroup.org. Greg Gunther and the Retirement Optimization Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.